Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 135 is entitled Addictions. There is no living creature on earth as complex, as gifted, or as intelligent as man. Our immortal spirits are eternal. God is the father of our spirits. We are eternal beings. We came from eternity, and we will return to eternity. We were born of divinity, and divinity is our heritage. Peter says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Let's review the words of Peter, the chief apostle of our Lord. To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The first step to overcoming addiction is faith. Faith in God, faith in self, and faith in others are the three levels of faith. Faith in God being the first and greatest. The others in their turn. But all levels of faith are essential in overcoming addictions or bad habits or undesirable behavior. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The second step is to acquire knowledge of God, speaking of the Father, and knowledge of Jesus our Lord, speaking of the Son. It was the Son who said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8.32 That is one of the greatest insights on how to gain freedom. Truth is the only key to freedom. Truth is bound in law, temporal law, and spiritual law. All laws are of God. We look to science to teach us temporal law. We look to our prophets and apostles to teach us spiritual law. As seen above, the second step is to acquire knowledge of spiritual law or knowledge of God. The third step is to acquire knowledge of temporal law. Truth and law are synonyms. Let me repeat, all laws are of God, and to him all things, even temporal law, are spiritual. Our spirit is subject to spiritual law. Our physical bodies are subject to temporal law. Therefore, in this life, to be free, we must understand both spiritual law and temporal law. Peter speaks of the lusts of the flesh. This could also apply to addictions of the flesh. Clearly, one step we must take in freeing ourselves from addiction is knowledge. Knowledge of God. Knowledge of law. That way we can combine faith and science. All truth comes from God, whether truth of temporal law or truth of spiritual law. His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Without the divine power given unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness, it is almost impossible to overcome strong addictions. That is why steps one and two are so important from the onset. We need to know who we really are. What separates us from the flora and fauna are all other life forms. Science likes to compare us to animals, and naturally we share with animals a physical body. But we are not animals. 
We are children of God and were sent to earth to become more Christ-like. Peter continues, We have been called to glory and virtue. Only children of God, speaking of all men and all women born on this earth, have been called to glory and virtue. Glory refers to light and truth. Virtue refers to the eternal attribute of our Savior Jesus Christ. In return, Peter informs us, He has given us exceeding great and precious promises. Animals do not share that promise. All creatures of God are important and have their place in the eternal scheme of things. All living things have a spirit or they would not have life. But only men and women are children of God. And only men and women have exceeding great and precious promises. And why is that? Peter tells us, That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Whose divine nature are we partakers of? Why, our Father in heaven, of course. We are his spirit children. Christ instructed us to call him our Father in heaven. To be partakers of that divine nature, we must strive to obey his laws and his commandments and take upon ourselves his attributes. It is through that that we might escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Peter teaches us how to increase in knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We all seek freedom, but freedom depends upon how we view captivity. What is it that we wish to be free from? If truth is to make us free, we all must actively seek truth relative to real or potential captivity. Truth is related to law. Liberty is related to man-made laws. Freedom, agency, and free will are related to temporal laws or the laws of nature and spiritual laws or laws of God. Peter warns, But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to making your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the present truth. Peter, of course, is speaking both of this life and of the life to come. He is speaking of the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom of God in heaven. In fact, Peter foretells his own death. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. Peter bears his powerful witness of the Savior, for he was with him throughout his ministry and saw great miracles. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. 
This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto the light that shineth in the dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Unless a mental or physical breakdown occurs, overriding all stops, all human behavior can be changed by the Spirit. All habits can be broken. We know that the physical body can be overpowered by physical dependencies that overwhelm the Spirit. We know there are addictions so powerful that the human will appears to be lost. But that is an illusion. The body, not the spirit, becomes physically addicted. No spirit can become addicted to anything. Only the physical body has addictions. The confused spirit is merely weakened so that resistance appears to be lost. The spirit never dies, and with strong desires and proper help, choices can be reinstated. The addictions of the body overpowered and free will once again restored. Physical temptations may remain because the body feels intense cravings that sometimes overwhelm the will. But temptations, no matter how intense, are finite because the physical body is finite. They can be overcome. The will is infinite and there is no temptation of the flesh that the will cannot overpower, even in this life, though extreme measures must sometimes be taken. Because of the flesh, the temptation may actually remain the same, but the spirit grows in power so that the temptation appears to diminish. Paul tells us, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 That does not mean that one can do it alone. That does not mean that one can will himself to be free. That doesn't mean that prayer, desire, or personal faith are all that is needed. God is not one-dimensional. All good things of this earth are from God. Therefore, all addictions can be overpowered if all the necessary resources come into play. And if one can exercise enough faith in self, faith in others, and faith in God, and desire to submit his will to God and reliable resources, then one can find a way to be free, no matter how hard the path or how long it takes. There is no earthly disease that does not have an earthly cure. Therefore, we must continue to seek cures. There is no spiritual sickness that does not have a spiritual cure. Therefore, we must familiarize ourselves with the Holy Scriptures. The doctrine that we do not have control over our actions comes from the Satan, the father of lies. Whether we are trying to overcome addictions, bad habits, destructive attitudes, or other entangling entrapments, we need to look first at the triangle of freedom, faith, knowledge, and truth. And finally, we must consider this. Though the body may be bound by the chains of the flesh, and though captivity comes in many disguises, it is not the body that holds us captive. The body, of course, is a huge magnet that pulls us toward the desires of mortality, But it is the spirit that is captive, and it is the spirit that must be set free. Therefore, the source of freedom is spiritual, not temporal. Though we must understand temporal laws and temporal matters, the key to freedom is held by the spirit. 
The Savior said with authority, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.